With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Hello and welcome to this special pod extra on the Marathon March. I'm here with Kevin Day. Say yeah, hello. Hi. Yeah, hi. Hi, everybody. Uh, Andy Street making an unusual appearance. Why, why unusual? Because you're never on these why, things. Why, why I'm only for children. I'm too, unusual for it's, you. A, it's a special guest appearance. Hello. Say hi. And Julian Chenoweth. Hello. Who's done nothing but moan all the way around. <laughs> right, Kevin. And, t- and tell people how much he raises money for other charities constantly. <laughs> Just explain how you're feeling right now. Well, I was feeling all right. I was full of energy until some idiot decided to do a walking podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel, this is always the worst for the, those of you who have done this walk before. Uh, I'm talking to you, JD, who's using his new baby as an excuse. To, um, this is the worst bit when you leave lunch. So we've still got... One more stop. Psychologically, this is the worst bit. I feel fine physically. I'm just realise I've got another ten miles of Andy Street telling me about law stories and babies. So I'm fine. But because we're doing it for a good cause, JD. That's what matters, JD. Yeah. Um, so we're we we we've been walking in uh, fun conditions, haven't we, Julian? What do you uh, explain how you're what you, how you're feeling in terms of the rain and everything else? Well, I can tell you that it's been pissing down with rain, and I'm. F- Soaked. But apart from that, <laughs> um, we've having a wonderful time, Robbie. That's the thing. Like, we, we, ultimately, these these occasions are not just about raising money, but having an opportunity to spend time with like-minded people, and sometimes people that you, know, you might not be like-minded with, to talk about Palace and all sorts of well, other stuff. Well, the most surprising thing of the morning, as I was flying under the flight path into Heathrow, <laughs> listening to you spot every single plane going overhead. You met someone that said he was also born in Stuttgart, and I never thought Mate. I would meet two people, Stuttgartians, on the towpath <laughs> between Richmond and Kew in the weeing down rain. It's well, uh, new best friends now. Well, that's it, exactly. It's, it is one of those. 
it's one of those occasions where you get to meet lots of different people. Um, some of them have been unfortunate enough to spend that time with Andy. Um, how have you found it, Andy? <laughs> Well, I was having fun until uh, just this very second, if I'm completely honest. And I'm sure after I've sped up again to go past you guys, uh, I'll feel good again. Great. Um, I don't know what else to say, really. You and the we... are proper new best friends, aren't you? In the course of two miles, you were interviewing each other about childhood, life stories, yeah. marriage. It's lovely. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm an open book uh, uh, well, as far as these things the go. Foundation and why it's great, please. Yeah, let's talk about the foundation a little bit and what, the work that they do. Kevin, you're quite involved in the foundation, aren't you? What, what kind of, uh, what do you think is one of the best things about the foundation and the work they do? Uh, I'm a trustee of the foundation, which means that I try, and, as we all are today, to raise the money to help young people, to help young people help in Croydon. Because what's, what we're discovering more and more is that you know, the young people who have all sorts of problems in crime, whether they be physical, mental, educational, they don't relate to people like me turning up to try and help them. So what we can do is fund young people through the club who can help them. And it's, it's, it's the power of the badge, basically. Um, and we're helping. It's, it's, it's a short pod, so it's very difficult to explain just exactly how much we're doing with the money that we'll raise today for young people. But in particular, we're talking about raising money for... A scheme called Divert, which is a fantastic scheme where we send young lads in palace tracksuits into custody suites on a Friday and Saturday night across Croydon. And they talk to people who have been arrested for the first or second time in the cells and just chat to them about how their life has come to this. Is there anything we can do to help them? Quite a few of the young lads that we've spoken to are now working in various projects. Two of them are working in the club shop. So that's something with a powerful change. And so basically... Yeah, it, it annoys me that people don't realise outside our borough that Croydon is a struggling borough. You know, two of the poorest boroughs in, in London are in... Two of the poorest boroughs in the country and there's a bicycle about to knock me down. Doesn't care about my social message. You're welcome, middle class. <laughs> um, but yes, there's a range of, there's a range of things. But, but, you know, whether it's five-year-olds with, with weight issues, whether it's 13-year-olds with mental health issues, whether it's kids struggling to adapt from going from primary school to secondary school, whether it's older kids who can't get training or education, whether it's kids who want to get out of gangs, there's a whole range of projects that we fund. And, and more importantly, the, the, the further we get into the process, we're training more and more young people to help the young people themselves. So. We, we talk about things like headline-grabbing stories like knife crime. Yeah. Um, Palace for Life... Do, do outreach in those kind of situations to try and prevent that from becoming an issue. I mean, ultimately, that, that's part, really a symptom rather than a cause, isn't it, the, the knife crime? And so, This is probably... I mean, this is not the, the time nor place. You know, a middle-aged man struggling for breath walking along a towpath is not the time to discuss <laughs> yeah, an issue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what's interesting is we, we all heard from Angel... I'm just breathing in now, so I'm going to take the photograph. We heard from Angel O'Dwyer on the pod a couple of weeks ago, the brilliant Angel O'Dwyer, who said to me something that stopped me in my tracks when she said, your South London is very different to, to my South London. Right. And I'm a very proud South Londoner, but my, my South London doesn't have, you know, gangs and knife crime. Right. Like her South London does. She lives with it every day. She lives in this, on an estate where you know, kids are not getting three meals a day. Right. So it's, it's for them. I mean, there are all sorts of... People talk a lot of nonsense about gangs and knife crime. You have to look at the under, 
the underlying economic conditions. Right. And the fact is, if you want to stop knife crime, there's only one way to do it, and that's to get in a time machine and go back 30 years and rectify a huge amount of problems. And it's, it's way too easy to... One mayoral candidate can point fingers at another, but it's not a problem that's going to be solved. But what we can do is help with the fallout, is what we can do is to encourage people who don't want to be involved in that sort of lifestyle to get out of it. All we can do is be there. It's, you know, we can't, unfortunately, wave a magic wand and take the problem away, but we can be there to raise funds to help people who, who can help, basically. So, Crystal Palace are a South London club. How, how much of a, a, to you, how, how important is it that we're a community club and how much of that is your involvement in, in Palace for Life and doing these kind of things? How, how important is that to you, Andy? Oh, it's interesting uh, you asked that question because I was actually just thinking about making a comment along those lines following on from what Kevin says about uh, his South London being very different from the South London of those who are helped by the foundation. It's very good talking about Crystal Palace being a community club if all you're talking about is slightly warm and fuzzy feelings about yeah. a pub you go to once every three weeks yeah, 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 and yeah. go to two for two hours and then get a train back out to the suburbs and like seeing some of the colour. The community that is around Crystal Palace is the community that the Palace of Life Foundation in fact helps. It's not, you know, this sort of disparate grouping of people who are slightly interested in one thing together, which is Crystal Palace Football Club, which is still in and of itself great. It's helping the people who are in the area around Selhurst who need help and not in a sort of pitying way or anything like that, but just giving structured programs that people can participate in and education programs that people are able to learn from and just giving these series of routes to people to to follow that can allow them to become the next angel and sort of you know find some additional path in life that isn't isn't necessarily going to be the one that they'd necessarily uh, go through without the help of the foundation so I, I i have to say that the marathon march is one of my favorite days of the year uh powers for life foundation is my favorite charity so this is just a wonderful day and a great way of helping those people that a football club like palace if it's going to be a true community club in the proper sense of that word should be helping we all are complaining yeah. a little bit about the rain and the weather but ultimately but it's it is it, it, it's not a sacrifice in the grand scheme of things you know we're, we're just we're, we're just doing some walking to raise money um the people that that are working for palace for life and actually doing the outreach and doing the work are the ones that really deserve a lot of the credit, aren't they? Absolutely. Um, and that's the hard graph that goes in from people uh, unseen and probably quite often without a claim every single working day of the year. And it's easy for me to turn up one day a year and walk from Selhurst Park through to there. It's not actually <laughs> the most in, in, in enduring physical feat, but doing something as worthwhile as helping out the foundation every single day of the working year is a fantastic and, and wonderful and probably difficult thing to do and it's something that we have to support through events like this and i hope everyone else will and just get on the website and bloody sponsor us yep that is the key key point um julian you're you're fundraising as well what's your uh, just giving url Oh, I don't know. <laughs> well, we, I mean, we're, we're just... It's not just giving, it's, it's, it's slash Julian Chenry 3. But I just wanted to reiterate what uh, uh, Andy was saying. You know, that this is a beacon uh, sort of glowing out from Selhurst Park uh, amongst the whole community of South London. I'm so proud to be uh, not just a Palace fan, but part of the Palace community. Things that we do 
it's not just about the importance of raising money, but it's also about the awareness and raising the profile, as you rightly said, of the guys that work 24-7, 365 days of the year. They are actually making a difference. And any little things that we can do by helping raise awareness, which in turn helps raise money, which in turn helps raise profile, does make a difference to more people than you can possibly think. And that's the proudest thing that we can help with. It's the proudest thing for me to help with the Palace for Life Foundation. Wonderful. Well, we're, I think we're going to round that off. Kevin, have you got anything else that you want to add to that? Yeah, I'm going to round that off because I'm just looking at these eight posh people in a boat rowing past us on the Thames. <laughs> you probably earn between them more than all the staff at the foundation so I think we should probably go and turn that boat over in an act of class with it <laughs> I'm going to have to turn the other way I'm afraid I, I didn't say that in case it's SRA Freddie is uh, having advisor. boating lessons isn't he <laughs> our legal advisor has suggested we don't do that but um, it's um, the, the thing is it's remarkable just in a short space of time today I've spoken as you have to eight or nine different people different Palace fans who I'd not met before and just learning their reasons for being Palace fans yeah which are many and varied, learning the reasons for wanting to do this march. And there is, I don't care what fans of other teams say, I acknowledge that they, they like their team, they're fine, they're entitled to do that. We are, the, we are without a doubt the best club in the country, we're the best fans in the country, and this march, difficult though it can be, is an excuse to spend eight hours with Palace fans, and if we can do that and raise money, what's not, not to like, basically. And if people do want to sponsor us, which they absolutely should do, having heard such wonderful oratory from all four of us, they can go to justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash FYP March 2019. Yeah. And Rob, the bad news for you is there's just two planes flown across. I've never seen the like of them before. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know I'm, sort of planes they were, but so I disappointed. Think, I don't think that anybody... It's the first known time I've ever flown across London. I'm one of those nerds <laughs> that genuinely will just stand there and look up in the sky if I hear an aeroplane. That's <laughs> the way I am. March, not marathon stand. Um, but... But uh, very quickly as well, if you ever feel like this is something that you'd want to do, uh, spend eight hours with other Palace fans, um, you genuinely should do it. It happens every year. Palace for Life, uh, promote it on, on their Twitter account, on their Facebook accounts, on their website. It's such a good event. It's such a positive event. It's so it's unifying and it's, it's something that we can all join in. Well, also as well, a final, final word. We, are, you know, of course, not everybody can can make 26 miles. So there are ways you can do a five-mile section, you can do a 10-mile section, you can be a cheerleader, you can come along and help. So there are, there's a lot of ways to get involved if you can't physically manage the 26 miles. But we feel your love anyway. Come and get involved. All right, we'll uh, we'll we'll catch you up at the uh, another time. Thank you very much for joining us, Kevin, uh, Andy, and Julian. Hurrah! And uh, Eagles! Well played, lads. Sports Social Podcast Network.